ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the John G. Orles podcast, without which life would be incomplete and have little or no meaning. I, of course, am who else but Tommy Olson. With me, as always, coming to us from Skokie, Illinois, the man on the beat from johngsbeat.com, Mr. Jonathan Stanley Robleski. How you doing, buddy? I didn't think you'd go with Stanley. I, I decided that I'm going to start. I'm going to try to start guessing you. <laughs> I went with Belvedere. Belvedere is a good one. I just see, thought Stanley was too obvious. But see, the thing is, is, all right, okay. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Now, when we had Zach and Brad on for Golden Con, mm-hmm. I had I had used the name Salvador, and you were like, "Oh, you dropped the ball there, man. You should have called me Stan. You should have called me Stan." And I, I explained to you that Salvador was uh, yeah. Sophia Petrillo's uh, late husband. So now I finally give you the Stanley. I just thought you wouldn't do and then, it. And then you get, and then I get this. I just thought you wouldn't do it. I thought you wouldn't hand it to me. So I, I went a little off. All right. It's my first guess. You've been Bel- trying to guess Bel- my Bel- middle name for 57 one, episodes and you haven't gotten it. So it's my first. Belvedere's a good one though. I like that. But our, our future guest coming up did not sing that theme song. But she's saying the Golden Girls theme song. Well, if you're just going to jump right into it, then let's get to it. Yeah. Thought, gonna, oh, why not, man? Why waste, <laughs> why waste time with our gibberish when we got a cool guest? <laughs> That's right, folks. Our guest today is, uh, uh, you, you may know her as the, uh, as the voice from the iconic Golden Girls theme song, Thank You for Being a Friend, originally written by Andrew Gold. Uh, and, and sung uh, by Andrew Gould. And sung by Andrew Gould. Check it out, by the way, if you've never actually heard the original. But the one that put the uh, the shine on it and uh, made it iconic, uh, Miss Cindy Fee. Uh, I know I keep calling her Miss. She is married, but um, I think that's appropriate, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think she'd be anything, offended. Anything wrong with that? Uh, she has done uh, much, much, much more than uh, simply the Golden Girls theme song, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, she is a very, uh, uh, she's a talent with a very broad scope, um, a very uh, fun and delightful person, and it was an honor for us, I mean, in all seriousness, to get absolutely. To- sit down and get some private one-on-one time to talk with her and, and find out about, you know, just her as a person, where she comes from, uh, you know, and, and how she feels about all of her notoriety for this and other things that she's done. So uh, without further ado, please welcome to the show, Cindy Fee. The lovely Miss Cindy Fee. Hi there. How are y'all? Good, Cindy. Welcome to the show. Glad to talk. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, first of all, uh, we uh, we know that you will be uh, part of uh, Golden Con 2023 coming up this year. I will. Um, I did it last year, and it was truly an amazing experience. Just you know, I don't know if I've ever spent 
that much time among people that there was just nothing but love. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty wild. In fact, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get to go back this year. Yeah, we uh, we will be there. Uh, it'll be uh, our first time. But uh, yeah, we uh, we had uh, Zach and uh, Brad on the show and uh, uh, talked to them and, uh, you know, everything they told us about it sounds like it's a really awesome event and we're looking forward to, to go on. I am of the two of us, the the Golden Girls uh, guy. So <laughs> I, I like the show. I, I the like the show. Guy. I love the That's show. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not on Tommy's level of liking the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, the one. I'm the one with the action figures and coloring books and, you know, t-shirts and t-shirts yeah. and all that. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome. How did you get involved in it? Did you, did one of your parents or grandparents? And that's, it's funny because that's one of the things that we had talked about was one of the common threads I, I find amongst the fans are, is that, you know, a lot of them share that show with somebody and yeah, I'm one of them. Um, my, uh, my grandmother and I Saturday nights, uh would sit and we'd watch that and then uh when empty nest came around you know we we watched that as well and everything and so um every time i watch the show i mean she's passed since and uh but every time i watch that show i mean i feel like she's sitting right next to me because every time i ever watched the show she was you know so and it's and it's a great show you know too as as uh you know so i saw it as a kid but as you get older and you start getting more of the jokes you realize how incredibly great it really really truly is so <laughs> yeah it really was an amazing show i mean it was the first show to take on homelessness you know it, it, it was yep. for for a show that was a comedy it had a lot of serious moments they dealt with that they dealt with homosexuality they dealt with mm -hmm. um, um blindness i remember uh, rose's uh, sister uh, ended up going blind at one point and they had to deal with that i mean they yeah all sorts of stuff um uh i know that the homeless episode you you got to sing a song uh for that for that one right actually even though everybody thinks it was me that was not me that oh sang really Ooh. no i did Ooh. sing it at the convention last year because last year you know when they i kind of thought i better make everything about golden girls something to do with gold I, I added a few of my original tunes but i mostly did stuff that had something to do with golden girls but um all the feedback although it was wonderful it was one of the best audiences i've ever had in my life i mean i could have <laughs> really sung the ABCs and they, yeah. <laughs> they didn't have care, yeah, you know, that's but they awesome. were wonderful. And so this year, you know, I'm going to expand out a little bit more and do a little bit more of my stuff Good. and my, the Good. kind of stuff that I do when I'm actually performing. So, cause you know, contrary to pop, pop, you know, popular opinion, I'm not singing the golden girls usually in my shows. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't wake up in the morning and just start singing this song. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> well, no, not really. I mean, I've certainly sung it enough it's, in it's... my life. I'll is it is it does that ever get frustrating i mean because i know i know that you have a, a, a much bigger catalog beyond one song and you've done some uh, I've, I've i've looked at what you've done in the past and stuff i mean you've you've appeared on a kenny rogers album and stuff i know that you play in a band um but um i mean does i does it get frustrating that you get known so much for that one you know albeit iconic you know thing i mean your voice has been heard by pretty much everybody, you know? No, it, it's, it's really not frustrating to me at all because it is something that's a commonality, you know? I mean, with all with all of these people, 
You know, almost it's very, very rare that somebody hasn't heard of or watched the Golden Girls. So no, right. for me, you know, for me, it's kind of, a, you know, I was very lucky to be able to sing the song on because, you know, that when I did it, I had no idea that it was oh, going to be right, what it was. it was. It was just a session for me. And then all of a sudden, you know, after the first season, I kind of went, well, I think this show has some <laughs> legs, you know, yeah. and who would know what kind of legs it really, truly has, you know, right. It, to this day, it's everywhere. So how did you I get? Said, no, the... not really. I mean, it's for me, it was kind of, you know, not only do people that I don't know love it, but for me, it's a way for the people that I do know and love to kind of like go, they go, oh, I can tune in and hear you every day if I, sure. if I want to. So that's a, that's a nice thing as well. That's, so. that's cool. How did you um, get it? How, how did you land the, the song? I, I sang, I was a very successful session singer in Los Angeles. I sang a lot of commercials, a lot of, for many years, a lot of very top commercials. And I think that year it was one of five different TV themes that I sang. You know, yeah. you get called by the writer of the of the song and they call you in. It's not like being an actor where you're auditioning for something. You just get called in and you sing it, you know? Right. So it was just, it was literally a session. I walked in there and I don't think I'd ever worked for the, the writer before. Um, so I didn't know him very well. And just, you know, he played me the song. I looked at the music. I sang it, you know, probably took about a half hour and then you know that was it well that's pretty impressive i mean wow. you know to have never really because you never heard the song before that going in there no i never heard it so but that's, that's what but that's what session singers do yeah you know and i was very successful as a session singer because i didn't really i sounded like you know what i really am which is more of a pop singer right. Right. as opposed to you know you know as opposed to somebody i'm sorry my dog is barking at the door my husband should be right behind him but i'm going where, what's oh, going on so if you hear a bark in the background that's what's going on okay, uh, sorry. <laughs> so you know for me you know i was you know i was very lucky to be very successful doing that but no the, the golden girls is what an iconic show and how wonderful to be part of it i mean mm. one of the things that's very interesting is i am now the age that they that were the golden girls were yeah when they yeah. recorded it all because yeah. i was pretty young i had just moved to los angeles when it happened so Wow. Yeah, so. um, if I could ask, uh, let's walk it back a little bit, because I'm curious to know, just like uh, in general, how you got into music in the first place, like when how old were you when you started feeling, you know, drawn towards music and wanting to, to perform and or that you had a voice or, or anything, you know, I mean, uh, apparently I, I laid in my crib and sang. As a yeah. <laughs> so I always sang music was just kind of for me, there's always a million melodies in my head. That's just kind of that's just kind of how I roll. Um, and I think by the time I was three, I was entertaining my parents, friends, you know, really yeah. appropriate age appropriate songs like, you know, you know, you know, you know, what is it? What is it? You know, Hank Williams and stuff like that, you know, yeah. things your parents listen to. And so I would sing those tunes. But yeah. uh, and I started uh, actually performing probably by junior high. I was I was actually making money singing and, you know, and oh, wow. I uh, went to, I went to, I got a scholarship to University of Missouri and I went for like one semester, but I was driving back and forth between Kansas City where I was raised and, and Columbia for, you know, four nights a week to sing. And I finally just went, I'm just going to sing. So I, I stayed in Kansas City till I was about 20, um, you know, singing with, you know, uh, one, you know, a couple of bands that did really, really well, kind of putting my dues in doing the, you know, the sort of stuff that 
is good. It's the sort of stuff that in today's world, singers don't do, you know, in yeah. today's world, they get records and then they have to figure out how to go sing live. You know, when you're coming from a background where you've sung six nights a week for ever, you know, I mean, it yeah. really, it really creates a base, something to go from. So, uh, so for me, you... that was a long winded answer, but for me, I always no. sang and I always knew I was going to sing. Always. Wow. Yeah. I never ever thought about doing anything else. No, being being on the road and doing it, I mean, you're keeping your you're keeping yourself sharp, you know, because you're you're just doing it all the time, you know. Well, it's... plus you learn the ups and the downs of it. You learn how to use your voice so that you can sing that much. You learn because it's very different singing live than singing in, you know, than singing in a studio. It's a it's right. a whole different thing. And you learn you learn not everybody loves you. <laughs> yeah. which is a really good lesson to learn early yeah. on you know because i mean that's the reality of it you know i mean everyone loves this song that does everyone love me who knows but they love the song that's for sure so right. um so um, you know so it's a, it was a good lesson and i think today's young artists struggle a bit because of that i mean yeah. you hear about artists that come out they have a hit record and then they get vocal nodes and have to have sure. the nodes moved and rest because they just they just didn't grow up having to learn how to sing through a cold having to learn how to do mm -hmm. all that yeah no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right um that's a good perspective um i know when i when i was a kid i was um as far as seeing uh age inappropriate songs i I've been told that like the first song I was, I knew all the words to was Hurt So Good by <laughs> uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. And I apparently was in the, uh, in the grocery store in the cart going, come on, baby, make it hurt so good. You know, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, well, but, I'll uh, jump in too then and say that mine was uh, the Italian version of Lazy Mary was the first one I learned. Yeah. How old were you? Probably like four, because my grandmother sang it to me all the time in, in Italian. <laughs> oh, that is, that is, that's funny. And I, mine was uh, when John Henry was a little baby, you know, <laughs> there's little kids singing this kind of stuff, you know, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, session uh, recording sounds very intense. I mean, it sounds like something that, I mean, how do you... I, you know you're you know obviously very experienced with it and everything so but in the beginning like was it did you find it difficult was it uh i mean like how do you learn how to do that i mean i, I guess you just have to do it on the fly and do you learn through experience but yeah I mean, having a background in music i mean i had a wonderful choir teacher in high school growing up that and i sang naturally correctly i just i you know i did have a vocal coach later on after i got very successful uh, that i lost a couple years ago but um, you know, having, learning to sing correctly for many people. But for me, I think what it was is that I always knew that maybe I wasn't, you know, I couldn't say I'm the best singer in the world, but in terms of what I do, nobody does it better. Sure. Yeah. yeah you know, absolutely. and that's how that's kind of, so I never was intimidated going in, except for maybe the very first big session I ever did. Cause I'm, it was a, with a, it was a producer I was working with Mike Post and uh, he put me on this big session with all these singers and I'm, I'm sitting there singing and I kind of hear this big voice coming from the side of me and I 
I turn around and look, and it's Linda Ronstadt over there, and I'm oh. this little girl from Kansas City going, holy shit, I'm singing in a session with Linda Ronstadt, oh my god, you know, but, yeah. you know, I just kind of, I've, that was part, like I said, that was part of why I got very successful, because I just did what I do, and sang the way I sang, I wasn't, yeah. I've never been one of those people that could do sound-alikes, like I have, I know a couple of people that they can sound like five or six different singers, I never did that, I right. just kind of, I just kind of, sing you know it just comes from somewhere deep in me whether it's a commercial whether it's a record whether it's a tv it's your theme. voice though it's your voice yeah it's yeah. my voice but uh, to me the best music comes when it flows through you yeah. like you're plugging into this creative you know drive and and you get out of your own way you yeah. know you just get out of your own way and you let it flow you let it just come and see what happens i i certainly had other singers go how did you sing that lick and i go I, I, it's not like I, <laughs> I don't know. It. I just did it. it. Just, yeah. It just came out. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's part of that. So. I'm just, I'm just very impressed with the, the notion of like walk in, here's a song, listen to that. Okay. Let's record. And then, like, you know, within a couple hours, you've got it, you know, and it's done. I mean, well, you also got to know that when you're dealing at that level with that kind of money that people were particularly back then were making, because it was huge bucks back in, you know, all through the, I mean, I probably started working, I don't know, maybe the early 80s, where I really started doing a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all the people that are doing it are the best of the best. Right. Because there was so much money to be made from it, you know, so and as a, I most I would sing lead, I would sing backgrounds as well. Sure. Uh, on jingles. And then also I sang a lot of records. I sang with a million different artists. But um, I mean, some of those people, some of the background singers, those people were pulling down almost a million bucks a year. No, you know, kidding. singing on everything. Wow. You know, there was wow. a very select group of people in each city in New York, Chicago and Los Angeles that sang on everything. So it wow. was, it was very serious bucks. So it was a, you know, it was, it was a very competitive thing, but because what I was doing was something a little different, you know, mm. because I just was singing, you know, I was called to do what I do. And then I, and I could do backgrounds. So they'd put me on the background sessions, but it was, some of it was tough. I mean, you'd be working for these, there was this one guy, Dom Pystrup who wrote these charts that were like horn charts because that's what he was. He was a horn player. Oh. And so, you know, you, you would have like four key changes in 60 seconds. And so you're singing a background part. You've got to be <laughs> able to read to do yeah. that. You know? So, so, you know, oh. right time, right place. But, you know, I put myself in that place. You know, I left Los, I left Kansas city at a very young age Yeah. For, compared to a lot of people, you know, you know, to do, to do that, to do that. Exactly. To I, did I think I was going to be singing commercials and have this big career in that? No, of course, everybody thinks they're going to go there and be, you know, the next big whatever artist, you know, so and I've certainly had my share of record deals and done records and then done my own records. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's not a, you know, I've, I've found, you know, we, you know, we've done more than our share of interviews with people and, and one common thread I, I find amongst people who have landed where, the, you know, it, in their their happy place uh it's not often what they where they thought they were going to end up um you know uh it may not be contrary to it but it may just be something that they didn't see coming or they didn't expect that it was going to work out that way or however it is so it's um it just seems like as you go through life you know i mean yeah how how do you know you're, that you're going to be doing all these jingles and that you're going to somehow be you know this iconic voice on 
one of the most iconic television shows ever, you know. No, no, you have no idea because nobody no way, knows no, about that. Yeah. Well, I, no... I, I first started when I was in Los Angeles. I, I met a very young Diane Warren, you know, the songwriter. Mm-hmm. When she, and she was writing so many songs every week. And what they do is they, you know, she's not a singer. So she would bring me in to sing these songs. And one day I was in there recording with her and she said, you know, the guy in the next room, is a jingle producer and you know you can do really well doing jingles you might you might give him a tape and so i had a tape of things i'd sung and i you know i was really nervous about it but i ran in there and said hi i'm cindy fee here's my tape listen to me if you get a chance and he did and started using me and then everyone did so i mean you you That's... did i even know about that no did i have any idea what commercials <laughs> would pay yeah. no you know in fact back then it was really the time when like, you know, writers of, you know, of pop songs, oh, they didn't want their songs on commercials because that was, you know, oh, you, you don't want to do that. Now everybody climbs all over each other because there's so much money. Now, right. You know? So, you know, but back then it wasn't like that, you know, except for the people that were making their, you know, m- m- you know, mega bucks every, you know, every year that realized, plus it for, it's very exciting. You know, I was doing three, you know, two to three sessions daily you know, and going of all kinds of stuff, you know, and for me, I've always been a kind of singer that I, you know, I, I, I have my own sound, but I can sing a lot of different styles. You know, I did pop records. I did country records, a couple of country records for RCA, you know, in Nashville, I've done a lot of different things, you know, so it was, it was, it was fun. Plus you're playing, you're playing with these people that are just freaking well, amazing I, I was gonna, <laughs> i was just gonna say i'm sure along the way you've gotten to meet just so many incredible people you know from actual you know singers and other artists but to even you know the the producers and engineers and stuff like that who you know help make all the the recording sessions happen and stuff oh yeah for sure for sure i mean because it is a huge hugely talented group of people and it's one of the things like you said i mean doesn't a recording engineer start out becoming a recording engineer maybe in today's world but back then they were all musicians right that went okay am i going to be the next big guitar player maybe not but i love music well, how can i make a living how right. can i find a way to fit in here you there's know? And always that's what- yeah that's the cool thing there's always you know like if you love music or you love theater or you love whatever it is, you know, maybe you're not the actor in the play, but you're a set designer or something like that or whatever. There's exactly. always these other things that you can get involved in and still be part of the family and the, the the people who make all that happen. And I think it's that sense of everybody coming together for one purpose and pulling off, you know, something, an event or a performance or whatever it might be, you know, that that's very gratifying. And I think just that's where you find your people and you don't necessarily have to be, you know, the president or the star of the thing or whatever the case, you know? So. No, for sure. Because I mean, generally speaking, how many are there that are at that, at that level that are right. the star, you right. know? And then there's this whole group of people that surround them, you know, that, that are part of who, that. Yeah. But the people who do like the other things around it though, I mean, are absolutely crucial to making it happen and they're doing it because they're very good at doing it too you know they of course it's a, it's of course a, and it does take a village you know yeah, i mean it's, it's, absolutely you know yeah it does it's and that's what so i mean i was i was reading an article about a kid who grew up whose parents were set designers and he said he his parents every when he was a kid every time they took him to the movies they would stay to watch every credit oh yeah oh okay because 
because they knew these people. Right. You know, sure. They understood exactly what you're saying, how important it was to have the rest of us, that none of it would be what it was without all, every single one of those people, every Absolutely. single little grip, you know, every, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, yeah. that it all added. Did you ever uh, meet or talk to Andrew Gold, the original singer? Oh. Um, no, not really. I mean, I talked to him, but I, I can't say I really know him. You know, I met him. I think I met him once, you know, at a party or something uh, after that. Uh, and I know he was fr I, I've heard since then that he was kind of frustrated that the song became, although he certainly made a lot of money from it as well. And continue, I would I would imagine continues to do so unless he so just sold his you know, the, the song yeah. outright. But um, I think that, uh, I think he was kind of frustrated that somebody else was known for it as opposed to him. Yeah. That's what I was going to uh, say. Your, your verses is, I mean, you know, he made the charts with any, obviously he said a career too, but your version is the one that everybody more or less knows more than his. Yeah, for sure. And well, I, there's... and, and people don't, most people that don't really know the industry, they're like, Oh, how did you write that song? I'm like, well, mm. I didn't write that song. You know, yeah. they, they don't really quite understand how that goes. You know, to me, I'm singing the song, therefore it's mine. Right. So. Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't even know that Andrew Gold, that, that there's, that there is like an original version of it. Like, as yeah. far as they're concerned, the, the only one that ever existed was the one on the Golden Girls. So, um, you know, I I can understand the frustration on his end, but at the same time, he still wrote a song that got in front of everybody, and everybody knows that song. And you're the one who helped bring that to to the to life and bring that to to everybody. And you know, it's something that you you should both be proud of. So, well, you know. it, it certainly is something for me that's been wonderful. I mean, yeah. to be part of that whole thing because you know, just recently I thought, okay. I'm, you know, when the pandemic, I'm going to start watching. I hadn't seen the show in quite a while. And I thought, I'm going to start watching some of the shows just to see. And I think I ended up watching the very first pilot, you know, and oh, I probably yeah. hadn't seen that since it first had come on TV, you know, on TV. And it just was a good, really good show. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, the, yeah. The, yeah. the guy that wrote the book on it, uh, Jim Colucci, um, when he talks about how they, you know, how they cast that show, it was interesting because they did all the things they would never do today in Hollywood. They cast older women, they cast them against type, mm -hmm. you know, they, you know, I mean, four women in their sixties yeah. are headlining a show that would never happen in today's right. world. <laughs> and yet, and yet it's a, it's a demographic that people love across the board. I mean, who doesn't um, love grandma? I was wondering in the, in the course of the, the run of the series, did you get to ever go to the, the set or see any of the tapings or, you know? No, met, I never did. Did, did you I, ever I get didn't... to meet any of the, of the girls or anything? I met Betty White once because she would, she did That's a guest spot on, that, on all Evergreen. Time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that wild when she was doing Evergreen because I knew someone that was on that show. And so I met her. Oh. That was kind of, and she was lovely, you know, you know, it was Betty White, you know, what's, what's yeah. not to love it, though. <laughs> but uh, no, I what never, it, I, bet you, I, I, bet I do was... have an original cast t-shirt that I've got in storage somewhere that I have to pull out. Yeah. You know? I would uh, think Betty White would get a kick out of meeting you. She, yeah, she probably, yeah, she was, she was like, oh my God, you sang that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, was, I would think yeah. she would. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was a part of her life too. You know? Right. So. I bet, yeah. I bet, you know, as, as excited as you might've been to meet her, I'm sure she was as much to meet you. So that's pretty Oh, cool. well, I doubt it was quite that much. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited to meet you. We'll be there. Yeah. We'll uh, yeah. Be there. Yeah. And you'll have a blast. It's really fun. I yeah. mean, it's just a, 
it's like I said, it was li literally, I didn't hear a negative anything from anyone. Everybody yeah. was just so happy to be there and just having a blast. It was literally like, it was a love fest, you know, right. it truly was, you know? So well, it's, it's like I said, it's, you know, it's, it's great when you find your people, you know, and like I, while I have, you know, my love for the show, I don't have too many other friends who have that same experience or connection to it that I do. So for me, going to this is going to be with other people, be surrounding myself with other people who, you know, have had that experience in one way or another, you know, it's like who appreciate, you know, that, that whole thing. So exactly. And now you'll be part of a new group of people. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I met so many people last year that, you know, that I've made, for, you know, continued talking to them on, on social media and just really interesting people and people that have some serious stories that, you know, that Golden, that Golden Girls and in particular, my song helped them through so many times in their lives. And that's, yeah, that's, that's no powerful. small. Yeah, yeah, that's a powerful thing. Oh, so. Yeah. Well, Cindy, this has been a, a supreme honor and pleasure to get to sit and talk with you and you have been delightful. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, we are it's going been to, a blast. uh, well, oh, it's we, really fun. And I'm looking forward to meeting you guys. Next yes, week. we will meet, we will meet face to face and, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Uh, so golden con is, uh, coming up. It's the 31st. Well, John is 31st, 31st uh, March 31st to April 2nd at the, uh, Chicago Sheraton river, uh, river Yeah, yeah. It, it is. And I will do my show Friday night. So okay. I pretty much, I kick it off and then I, I will, you know, I will be there at, at various times. I will sing the song. I, they, I, they, I pop up and sing it at various times yeah. throughout that, but my particular show will be Friday night. So I'll look forward to meeting you guys there. Well, Tommy will, will be there Friday. I'll be there, I'll be there, there Friday. Saturday. Yeah. Oh, well, you'll just have to hear me sing the regular song. Then, well, so. Hey, just meeting you is, is enough for me. I, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Well, awesome. I'm, I'm, nice look, I'm looking forward to hearing you sing uh, some of your own stuff. So awesome. Yeah, I'll be doing that. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Cindy, very, very much. And uh, please enjoy the rest of your night. You as well, honey. Nice meeting you. All thank right, you, Cindy. Care. Okay, bye-bye. Cindy Fee, everybody. Can you believe it? That was cool. There she is. Uh, very, uh, very sweet. Very lovely. I can tell she's a, she's a bit of a firecracker. Too, you know you know it's funny when she was talking about um you know she's in the recording studio and she turned around and saw linda ron set and you know it kind of like blew her mind as she was saying that i was sitting there going you know it, although we didn't watch it together you and me 30 years ago watching the show whoever thought 30 years from that we'd be sitting here talking to the singer of right yeah <laughs> that is so cool it blew yeah. my mind no no i'm i'm trust me i'm uh <laughs> my grandmother would definitely uh get a kick out of it but uh but no uh very very cool you can tell that she's uh very passionate about what she does um very talented and i i mean seriously to be able to do to you know I, I you know like i said just jump into a session like that like hear a song for the first time you know find it you know in your voice and then just do it because time is money you know that's that's something man you know well and to switch like she said she does a lot of different types of music and then to switch from actually singing songs to all of a sudden she's doing jingles right you know, doing 20, different styles seconds, and... you know, like the 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 versatility that she has along with the talent is just amazing 
and and I appreciated what she was saying about you know with singers who are on the road and yeah they have to they have to deal with learning how to you know get longevity out of their voice how to sing when they're sick things like that because if you've got a gig you've got a gig you know yeah. you know you're not in a position to you know turn it down and say we're not playing tonight so <laughs> and I love how she you know she embraces the the Golden Girls song because it's iconic and she's obviously hooked into that but she embraces that but she also embraces the fact that she's had a great career outside of that even if she never right. did the golden girls she still has had a great career right you know yeah. it's like the the two the two parts and she embraces it both and that's really cool to see and she seems to be in a very good place in life and i mean uh, how much more positive energy could she have if, 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 if it made me even more excited to meet her yeah and i'm glad to hear that she'll be doing um uh her songs on Friday too, because, um, that's what I, you know, it's, uh, I want to hear what comes from her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, cause when you're doing the other, you know, sessions where you're, you know, being told, here's a song, this is what you have to sing, you know, this is what and sing it this do. way and you can't put yourself right. in it or whatever. But yeah, but you know, to hear songs that come from her, that's, you know, that's gonna be cool that's gonna be cool i want to i want to hear her so um well man i don't know that we can offer much more to this episode than that i mean that was she was she was awesome and what a what a special guest to have on so other than just to say again it's it's uh golden time thank you for being a friend it's march 31st through april 2nd in chicago or sheridan chicago grand riverwalk and i believe it's 301 uh, east north water street beautiful part of downtown chicago Tommy will be there. I'll be there. Uh, we encourage everyone else to be there when you get to meet Cindy Fee. Yeah. And you can meet and, us. And many others. You can meet us. And, and you can meet us. We'll look yeah. for the shirt. Yeah. We'll assume, assuming John wears it. I'll time. be wearing it. Yeah. We'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, this is a John G's beat or John G's <laughs> podcast. See, he's already off to a bad start. Hey, I've this got a lot of platforms. This guy doesn't even know where, this guy doesn't know where he is. This guy doesn't know where he is. All right. Well, John, um, if uh, people wanted to follow your coverage of Golden Con, be it either live postings or uh, an uh, article that I'm sure will uh, follow, where on the internet, where through social media, could they find John Robleski? It's very simple. You can look up John Robleski, but there's going to be a lot of those. Look up John G's Beat. There's only one John G's Beat. Look that up. You'll find it on, on all the social media sites. You'll find it on YouTube. You'll find it on my site. You'll find it on all of the, where, the, where I write the various websites. Um, and more importantly, as per this, you'll find it on the John G or else podcast available on Spotify and YouTube. Yeah. And our Facebook group. Yeah. And look for the shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. But Tommy, per se, if somebody... That's, first, that's like the first time you've ever like plugged the shirts. I always have to plug the shirts. I wanted to change, change it up. I'm if glad. Se, you should, you should have, plug the shirts. If, per se, people have gotten their fill of Janji, which is hard to believe anybody would, but if they did get their fill and they wanted something different, they wanted something they had else. Finished, they, had, they had finished vomiting it back. Where, where, or where could they find <laughs> something else? They could find something else. They can find me on the gram. I'm going to condense this here, okay? 
They can find me on the gram. They can find me on the twit at Tommy underscore else. Okay. They can find me on the book at the John G. Orles podcast Facebook page. They can find me on the tube, also John G. Orles. Uh, of course, we are on Spotify as well as other podcast or uh, streaming platforms. But on uh, Spotify, we now have video for these episodes enabled as well. So you can watch it on Spotify or you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, and uh, yes, of course, we'll have the T. We've got our t shirts and our hoodies at prowrestlingtees.com in the John G. Beat store. Just scroll past the John G. Beat t shirts and look for the cool red and black John G. Earls merchandise or black and white. Or in black and white. I still have to get a black and white one. As do I. The next sale. We'll tell everybody when the next sale is. Yeah. Yeah. Because we care. We do. All right, John. That's it. Uh, well, Tommy, thank you for being a friend. Well, you're a pal and, and a confidant. <laughs>